What's up, what's up, what's up? Coming to you live and in living color, if you will. If you will. So, what's up, guys? We're, this week, we're going to be reviewing The Evil Dead Rise. Hopefully, you guys got a chance to check that out. Rick Paulton, Ryan Inman. Is it Evil Dead Rise or Evil Dead Rises? I think it's just Rise. Is it? I think it's just Rise. I, don't I could be wrong. I don't know. What the fuck? What would be the first time in my life I was wrong? <laughs> I just wrong? watched this movie today. And I don't know. <laughs> it's not that memorable? <laughs> the title, not really. Yeah. It's just the new Evil Dead movie. Yeah, the new Evil Dead movie. They should have titled it The Evil Dead, A Family Affair. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> okay. All right. So this week, we're going to do things just a little bit different. This week, I did the in-depth notes. And I'll be going, like Ryan normally does... And I'll be going through our in-depth notes, and they probably won't be as good as when he does it. Just a little fair warning. It's probably going to suck. <laughs> but hopefully, it's entertaining. It's Evil Dead Rise, Ricky says. Look at that. Okay. Somebody's paying attention. They should have titled it the Evil Dead Bloody mm -hmm. and Boring, says Donald. Wow. Right on. He's on to something. Well, it was bloody. I don't know if it was boring, but okay. It's very bloody. Very bloody. 1,700 gallons of blood in this movie. 1,700 of real blood, which a lot of CGI in this movie, which we'll get to. So, again, the the whole setup is going to be just a little bit different. My first time doing this, a little bit nervous about it, I'll tell you that much. Let's see. Hmm. No one else knows. Dicko blogs and animations. Who is that? Hmm. Don't know. I've seen that name before. Somebody on. Oh, it's a YouTube guy. I don't know. Right on. So, so um, the way we're going to do this, there's like hardly anybody in the cast. There's like maybe eight to ten people. So we're going to do it like we did in our last review. Not boring but predictable, Cindy says. <laughs> yeah, I had a good time with it. I, I don't know if it was a great movie, but it, it was okay. So we'll get to the grades at the end and everything like that. Thank you, everybody, for coming on live with us. It's pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. This is our, what, third, third live? Third. Third live. Hopefully we're getting better and better. But see, this one, like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a setback. The first one was good. The second one was better. This one was supposed to be even better than that. But like I said, we're doing things different. It's new to me. So bear with me. <laughs> but we're going to learn from our mistakes and just keep getting better and better. Do we have any news and notes before? We news and notes. Do we have anything? Hmm. News and notes. Before we just dive in. Before we just Enjoy. dive in. Well, Darren Drozdov passed away today. Since mm. a lot of our listeners are wrestling fans, oh, did you know about that? Oh, you didn't hear that. about that. And Darren Drozdov was, um, he was a uh, puke. Yeah. And Droz, he went by both, and he was injured in the ring, and got he crippled. Was paralyzed for paralyzed 20 years, right? For about 20 yeah, years. Yeah. And um, was uh, very positive about the whole thing. And, you know, he, D'Lo Brown was the guy that injured him, and he mm -hmm. really wanted him to know that like, he didn't blame him. He understood. And he went, he was like, really did a lot of stuff for people that were, uh, that were in wheelchairs and things like that, you know. So, um, thoughts and prayers to his uh, family. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. If that's, yeah. So, that, 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 there's that. Uh, hmm, what else? What else? What else? There's probably other shit, but I can't remember. So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. There was some kind of new trailer for that. Oh, yeah. It comes out August 18th, which yeah. ironically is the anniversary of when the movie took place, the original movie in 73. I'll definitely be playing that. That'll be on Xbox 
Game Pass? Is that what they call it Game on Xbox? Pass, yeah, so it's free day one. On, free uh, day Xbox. one. If you that should be pretty freaking sweet. Ultimate. The great Kane Hodder did the, the mocap for Leatherface in that. And um, we're going to um, – actually, we're going to have a third man today helping us with the review. And uh, we're going to bring him on now. Why the hell not? And make sure his shit works. What's up, Eric? What's up? Can you hear me? And Eric is, uh, he's a guy that's been helping us with a little bit of the technology he put together. He made that logo. That's a pretty badass logo. If you guys uh, own a business and want somebody to make a fancy logo for you, he probably could help you out with that. I think he's got some free time. He's got some free time. (laughs) Yeah. The needles begin. Yeah. So, so since he's jobless wonder, we decided to recruit him and give him a job here at the whole damn enchilada, a, a non-paying job, of course, because even if we did make money, we wouldn't pay him. But uh, yeah. So, what's up? Did you watch the movie? Yeah, twice. Twice. All right on. Did you Did you see it when it first came out too, or no? Yeah, as soon as it hit HBO Max, me and AJ watched it. Oh no, I meant when it was in the theater. Did are you uh, are you a fan of the Evil Dead movies? Yeah, I watched the first one, none of the in-between ones, and a little bit none of the, the in-between ones. Oh, you got to see Army of Darkness. So you are a horror fan as well? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, what are you wearing there? Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that the, that's three, isn't it? I yeah. only saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had the look. He had the look. Dream Warrior. <laughs> fucking. He's bird. like he's like the kids that wear that wear the metal shirts and don't know the songs. That's gonna be like the easiest movie review we ever do. I got yeah. from your grandpa. So. Oh yeah, right on. Cool. Yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. So we're gonna dive into the movie, and you'll just give your feedback, whatever, and just like say whatever. And so as I was saying, there's um. Let's see, Riley, the iconic name. Really, the iconic name. I don't know what that means. Before uh, we jump in, though, I just got to say, this is uh, the debut, finally, the final debut of your final kid, to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the only one that's never been on the show. Yeah, never on On the the show. show. He's been involved in the show again because he made the logo. He helped us. uh, He he gets the audio Mm -hmm. and transfers it into audio for me and... Sends it to me so I can post. And his iPod froze? His iPad froze again. It looks like he's right. frozen. Well, you know what? Eric, you frozen? Yeah. You are. We're going to take <laughs> you out of here. because, And we'll, we'll, we'll try that again maybe another time. But stay on and watch. <laughs> All right, we tried. What the hell? Oh, wait. He's back. <laughs> he's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So... So, so we're going to jump into this, get, get this going. Maybe we'll bring Eric back in a little bit. So, as I was saying, the movie had like maybe nine to ten actors in it, right? Something like that. Not, not too many people. Um, I think it was about a dozen. So we'll, we'll go through them real quick. You know, Maribel Peace played Teresa. Mm-hmm. Oh, and first, the director. The director. The director. Because we want to do that first. It was directed by Lee Cronin, who had nine other movies, of which I've heard of none. Mm. So I imagine they were probably like small, like maybe student films or something like that. I didn't really look into it too much. If anybody knows anything about him. Um, I do not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe jump in the comments and go with that. So sounds and looks better on YouTube instead of Facebook for some reason, just so you guys know. Cool. We'll keep that in mind. So we got Mirabel Peace, who played Teresa, Richard... 
Grouchly? I don't know. See, look at this, guys. I have horrible freaking handwriting. I can't even read it myself. And Anna Marie Thomas, who played Jessica. Most of the actors and actresses in this movie had like two, four, six credits. Nothing. There was only one actor that was in anything I recognized. Yeah. Two, actually. Yeah. But, um, so the movie starts yesterday. No. The tomorrow. The movie starts tomorrow <laughs> in the future. And uh, I told you guys I was going to suck at this. So we, we, we're taken into the cabin. We get the classic zoom-in shot with yeah. the, the sound of the yeah, fly, the which exact, Sam Raimi yeah, likes to use. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, so that, that's really cool. Gave you the, the Evil Dead feel of it. And at the cabin, there's three characters, Teresa, Caleb, and Jessica. Teresa and Caleb are on the dock. Caleb's fucking with his uh, drone. drone. And that's what you see flying in was the drone, and yeah. it comes close to her face. And yeah, mm-hmm. and so then um, she gets mad at him, goes in the house, and Jessica is sitting on the bed. And then they do kind of a callback to one of the other Evil Dead movies where she's reading the book, and all of a sudden Jessica's reading what's in the book. Right. Without that's, looking at the book. Weathering Heights, too. Right. That's, it's actually kind of a bit of a prelude to what happens in this movie, sort of. Right. So, I mean, at that point, I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just my clue, clue that everything's fucked up. But as, as what will be a pattern in this movie, what's up, guys? Halloween Haunts 365 in the house. What's up, Jared? Yo. So, what'll be a, what, like I said, what, what'll be a pattern in this movie is. People dealing with crazy, mad shit and just acting like it's sort of normal and not like fucking totally freaking out. Or maybe not normal, but just not reacting the way that the way you would react. Yeah, would, right. Yeah. So it's like if I see somebody like that looks like that, like all possessed looking and puking and blah, blah, yeah, blah. no, dude, I'm done. If they're over there, I'm gonna go that way. That way, yeah. Exit yeah. stage left, if you will. Yeah. So. So Jessica ends up ripping fucking what what what's the other girl? Teresa's scalp, scalpel. Scalp the bitch. That was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I like that. And in this movie, there's a lot of bad CGI. There is. There is a lot of bad CGI. The practical effects are pretty sweet, but yeah. but so Jessica goes out, dives in the lake, takes Caleb with her, throws his head, his bad CGI head, back up on the on the dock. And uh, let's see, where are we at? Uh, see, got the notes, the yeah. notes, everything's all messed and up. And basically the title. And the title comes up as she rises right. from the lake, which I thought was a great shot. I thought that looked really cool, a really cool visual of her rising. See, I liked the intro, like right away. I yeah. thought it was pretty cool. But then when we get to the end, I kind of changed my opinion on it, but I'll wait till we we'll, get to we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, as they say. So we're introduced to Beth. Who is uh, played by Lily Sullivan? All right, we're gonna try to bring Eric back on, and since he's texting me, he wants to do this. So that drone shot was cool. Lee Cronin did Hole in the Ground, which also has some cool camera shots. That's Donald uh, talking about that. So we'll have to look into that. Maybe now he's got his camera sideways again. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the best thing I could do because yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I don't know if you were listening while you were out with your uh, I what I've been in shoddy equipment. Okay, so um, so where were we? We're at Lily Sullivan, right? Yeah. So yeah, Beth Lily Sullivan is shown. She's a roadie for a rock group in the bathroom taking a pregnancy test, and she finds out she's pregnant. 
and then flies to see her sister in San Francisco? Don't even remember, man. Somewhere on the West Coast, I'm going to go with San Francisco. Um, so she, she uh, and then when she gets to the house, we're introduced to the family that the whole central movie is around, which, like I said, there's like eight actors. And then yeah, we meet like. Character bomb. Yeah, Boom. yeah. 12 of them, all in like a minute. Ryan loves character bombs. <laughs> so we're introduced to the family where we got Allison Sutherland, who's Ellie, only person in the movie that was in anything I've ever seen. She was in um, she was in um, Vikings. Do you watch Vikings? No. Oh, you should. It's fucking fantastic. I've heard people say that. But she's the queen in Vikings. Okay. And in my opinion, a pretty manly looking chick. In her face. I, mean, I, I, I think, think that helped her in this movie, though. In this movie, she looked okay, but in Vikings, not so much. And I, and she reminds me of uh, Trump's wife. Oh. She's got, she's got a yeah, with, the, with the eyes and yeah, a like weird alien-looking face very, a little bit. Very sharp. So when she was smiling as she was, you no, know, the smile was wicked. I got that in my exactly, note exactly because she was because her face is so bony and like Angelina mm-hmm. Jolie, I guess. Now Angelina Jolie is way way hotter. Much more plastic surgery too, but uh, <laughs> so we're introduced to her, and again, uh, Bridget Gabriel Eccles, Gabriel 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 Eccles, Morgan Davis as Danny, and Nell Fisher as Cassie, and they have a combined thirteen or fourteen credits. Nobody in this movie yeah. was in anything, it's, no. which was cool though. I I, I kind of liked it because you had all these inexperienced new actors, and they all did a good job. In my opinion, like I don't think anybody was was bad. I mean, you know, no, no? no okay, really. no. Um, Ellie stood out, <laughs> but then again, she was much more accomplished than we'll get there. So, the, the kids are there. The one kid, Danny, he's a DJ or thinks he's a DJ, and then you got Bridget, the daughter, and and then the the, the young the young daughter, um, Cassie, who I thought she was really good because it's always yeah, good, especially being so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. JP, what's up, brother? Simple review of Evil Dead. <laughs> he put this on Facebook. I know what he says already. A horror film with none of the charm any of the originals and even the TV series had. That why that that wises it had the gore that Terrifier has. Worst of the series. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I know you're not a fan. JP Cross, the the basis from a killer's confession. Guys, check that check that shit out. Good stuff. And they'll be playing Incarceration Fest, which. I got a ticket to today. Not me. Not me. I did. So I'll be checking that out. Thanks to thanks to Candace on our Facebook. Candace, I'm a fuck up her last name. She's gonna be pissed. Cone. <laughs> but yeah, so she 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 hooked me up with a ticket to that. That's pretty fucking sweet. So where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? I'm losing myself here. Finishing up the character bomb. The character bomb. So then um, Beth walks in. And uh, she's meeting her family. They have no idea. She, she didn't, they didn't even know she was coming. She just showed up, right? Yeah. And so back to this page. And uh, so, so mom, the the, the Beth is uh, Beth is giving out gifts to all the family, and she's talking about the dad who's not there, inconspicuous by his absence, mm-hmm. and. Of course, Beth, being on the road all the time, doesn't want to pay attention to her family. So she doesn't know what the fuck's going on, which kind of annoys Ellie. So 
she sends the kids to go get pizza to get her out of the way so she can explain to Beth what the fuck's going on with the family, how they're about to lose their house, and Dad's a deadbeat, he's gone, and this is all fucked up. And Well, like you said, if it's San Francisco, how the fuck can a single mom afford rent anywhere in San Francisco? Right, even a dive like that. It's more expensive than New York to live in San Francisco, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Right on. So... The kids go to get pizza. When they're coming back, there's an earthquake, and a hole opens up in the, the, the middle of the fucking parking garage, and Danny thinks it's a great idea to jump in. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> Something like this kid would do. So he no, jumps I would in. never do that. I wrote that down in my notes as well. I said that these kids You would definitely idiots. do that? No, I wouldn't do that. And the little girl <laughs> is an idiot as well. I don't know, kid. So... So Danny jumps in the hole, and then that's where he finds all of the stuff, the, the Necronomicon, the albums and stuff, and he takes them with him. And then we, we see the Necronomicon for the first time. What did you think of the way the Necronomicon looked in this movie? Mm. I think the old one looked better. Oh, I think the old oh, yeah. one looked better, too. Oh, yeah. Also, another reason why he's dumb, he sees all this stuff guarded by a literal Jesus Christ on a cross and everything. Not only that, didn't they have like a million crosses hanging from the thing? Yeah. <laughs> and he, he doesn't think I mean, it's definitely like there's demons through. everywhere. That's it's telling you this yeah. is probably bad. Yeah, but he thinks it's a good idea to, to to take with him, and so he sneaks it. He how he gets out of the thing, I don't fucking know. He gets out of the thing, and um, so they they go upstairs. Mom's freaking out because of the earthquake. Doesn't know where her kids are, mm -hmm. and the kids take the elevator, and she yells at him for taking the elevator. Now come back into play in a little bit here. <laughs> so she chastises him, never take an elevator in an earthquake, right? So so the kid starts playing one of the records and demonic words, and then you hear Bruce Campbell, his only appearance in the movie, which was a connection to the old movie, which is cool. And um, he's uh, he, he's the voice in the background. It's called the Book of the Dead for a reason. So all this demonic shit. So, yeah, this clown summons deadites. Ellie's going to do the laundry because they're good-for-nothing kids, of which I have many. <laughs> Couldn't do the laundry for her. So he, she had to go take care of that herself. She's a tattoo artist and probably has many other hustles, you know. But, yeah, so she, she uh, she's going to do laundry. And uh, on the way back, she takes the elevator after yelling at the kids, don't take the elevator in an earthquake. So, yeah, Danny really fucked up because uh, now she's turning into a deadite. And I gotta say, man, this whole thing of her in the elevator getting attacked by like the wires and all that. Mm -hmm. Is it just me? Or was that super way too drawn out? Like the length of time in that elevator that she's in there. It felt yeah. like it went on for it. It, it did. It did go on a little. It dragged a little. See, bit. Uh, a lot of this movie is foreshadowed in the beginning, and everything is very predictable, as somebody said. I can't. Yeah, see yeah. Um, Cindy said that. Mm -hmm. But. You could probably predict everything from something that happened before, from the elevator, the stick, all things like that. And uh, if you notice, after when she's in the bathtub or whatever, the lacerations from all those wires are gone. Even though she was digging so deep that she was bleeding, it's all gone. <laughs> Continuity errors. I didn't even catch it because I don't pay attention to a lot of that shit. Oh, I yeah. for all of that stuff. So all of a sudden, once you become a deadite, you heal like Wolverine. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But if she did get more beat up, though, the more deadite she got. That's true. <laughs> so everybody thinks mom's having a breakdown. She's throwing eggs everywhere. Oh, and that scene is so disgusting. I hate eggs, though. Oh, yeah, you're oh, allergic to them. Oh, they're so nasty to me. And she hits that demonic smile. 
Yeah, and starts so. starts pu- puking everywhere, but these guys don't run. No, this is just okay, and I don't I don't get it. So, see, I think we're done with this piece of paper. No, it's still got my cast on the back, so we'll save that in case I need to refer to that. <laughs> got these young kids with their digital notes. I can't fucking do that because it's too small. I don't think that, old I man don't think that puke scene was necessary. What's that? Made me, I don't think that puke scene was necessary, and I think it was way too drawn out. I think it was Agreed. terrible. Yeah, so they, they should have ran. That's goddamn right. <laughs> anything, anything with eggs too. Is, I, that's I, I, don't, I don't like puke. If I see somebody puke, oh, if I hear somebody I puke, like I either. smell puke. I'm puking, but that didn't bother me because that was like the clear bile shit. And it was, I don't know. It's kind it's of still nasty. Yeah, it's it, gross. It was okay. I mean, this is a gross movie. That's what Evil Dead is. Yeah. It, it's it's very gory and gross and. And cheesy and, and the puke was still I think they hit the mark man but we'll really get to that later the puke was still only the second grossest thing on the screen the eggs were still grosser <laughs> grosser oh it's not something you would say ever. Look at everybody. No. that's to, how bad it is that's when, how grosser yeah, it is when it comes to eggs though. <laughs> yeah. so uh okay watching her you can see that Danny just knows it's oh yeah it's all his fault yeah, yeah Danny done fucked up like oh man I, I yeah Danny done fucked up <laughs> they act like it's an everyday thing of that, Ricky says. Yeah, no doubt, dude. <laughs> the only way it would have been nastier is if they would have had, like, mayonnaise, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely would have ran. <laughs> so, so um, at this point, they see Ellie needs help. They go to go to the elevator. Elevator's going all crazy. Take the stairs. Stairs are gone. And uh, then Ellie dies. And they think she's dead, and they take her back to the bed. And Gabriel, who was uh, one of the neighbors, comes over with um, Mr. Mr. What's his name? Mr. Fonda. Mr. Fonda, the other character who I believe was probably named after Jane Fonda, who was in one of the old. Wasn't she in she one of the Bruce, part two? Bridget Fonda. Bridget not Fonda, Jane. not Jane Fonda. She was uh, all these Fondas: Henry was, Fonda, Jane Fonda, John Fonda. She was Ash's girlfriend in a flashback in Army of Darkness. In Army of Darkness, okay. So I knew she she was in one of the previous yeah, movies. Like so maybe cameo. that's why he was Mr. Was Fonda, like maybe not. So the, the Gabriel, who has the religious name, wants to hold hands and pray, and doesn't seem like Beth is even feeling this. Oh man, definitely isn't. Like like yeah, dude, she wasn't even religious, but he does it anyway, and because the neighbors don't want to just leave. Yeah. Because the neighbors are just chilling. They don't want to just get the fuck out of there. All of a sudden, the voicemail that um, Ellie had sent to Beth starts playing out of the blue on her voicemail with extra shit, extra demonic fucking her talking to her shit, and then just breaks. And they grab Ellie, and she's awake. Is mom okay? And then they grab her and rush her to the bathroom to throw in a bathtub because she's hot. And then the water starts to boil, which is kind of cool, I guess. Like, like, like holy water burning a demon, you know, and then mom climbs the walls and then it's on at that point. Yeah. More of that crazy smile. And then you get the line, mommy's with the maggots now. Beautiful line. I, oh, I, I love it. I love it. It was beautiful. And, and her, just her she, face was made the movie. The whole smile, her smile was insane. And, she um, has a bunch of cool lines in this movie. Yeah, no, she, she was, she was exceptional. Uh, and then she grabs the broken mirror to use as a weapon, which I thought was pretty cool. Because if you're going to stab somebody with a broken mirror and it, it, it's cutting at your hands. Yeah. Um, best part of the movie. Yep. 
Yeah, it was definitely definitely good shit for sure. So uh she gets a broken mirror as a weapon and then that's when she another this is my favorite line. She goes, I'm free, free from all you titty sucking parasites. And then she slams Bridget down, got the tattoo gun, gonna go in her eyeball with it and shit fucking with eyeballs. We talked about that before yeah. in this podcast. Yeah. Get, like Going after eyeballs and shit about to cut things and just just not even necessarily doing it, just getting close mm-hmm. gives you that eerie feeling like, yeah. oh, man, you know. It's, and she didn't hit the eye, which right. but, but almost made it better. So at this point, oh, I'm jumping on my notes, but see, I see they're in the hallway again here. I don't know how that happened. How'd you get in the hallway? I don't know. I skipped that in my notes. They were... Uh... They were trying to get into that. Did they just toss her out into the hallway and lock the door? No, is that when they did that in the room, weren't they? So they could well, get to the fire escape. Yeah, well, at this point, she's in the hallway with Gabe and bites that motherfucker's eye out. Oh yeah, that was and then fucking awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> spits it at one of the kids that are trying to get with uh, Bridget earlier on in the movie. We skipped over him. There were yeah. two kids. They had two rolls piece. Ponytail kid. Yeah. Who wanted to watch Nightmare on Elm Street, which was cool because this was a New Line Cinema movie. He wanted to watch the Freddy movies. Yeah, the Freddy and movies. And the little kid said, even the shitty ones. He's like, there aren't any shitty ones. I'd be like, liar. Hey, <laughs> if Jared's still on here, he's the biggest Nightmare on Elm Street fan I know. And I bet you he, he, he'll he admit that there's a shitty movie or two. Of course in there are. That's when, that was the best kill. What was the best kill, Ricky? The eyeball. The, oh, the eyeball. Okay, Ricky. yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Ricky, you are correct. <laughs> so she bites his eyeball out and then spits it at somebody else and he chokes on it, which right. something like that Double happened kill. in one of the other movies, didn't it? Something like that. Something, somebody's eyeball I went might in have to go against Ricky. What, you, you, you said you're going against him for yeah, the best kill? Two, yeah, I think there's two that haven't happened yet. And what we're Okay, when they happen, we'll talk about them. There's one. If I skip them, then you, I don't think I will, but if I do... Bring them up. I think there's one later, and I won't say what, so we get there, and it gives it a run for its money. But I still, I like the eyeball one the best. So, yeah, so Ellie's just going eight shit. She's killing the little Nightmare on Elm Street kid, who, uh, that's what I wrote as his name, finishes Gabe off. And then Bridget figures out what Danny already knew. (laughs) This is all his fucking fault. (laughs) The world is ending, dude, and it's all because you wanted to play this record, and you're wannabe DJ record player thing. one, One thing, too. That I gotta mention here is like right before like this, you know, this build up, it's like this whisper to a scream like sound like style is kind of annoying to me. And it's so cliche in horror films now. Everybody just starts talking real quiet. And then all of a sudden somebody talks in a normal voice and it's like they're screaming. <laughs> I don't I don't like that. Don't like that. But, but it's not like a thing to do with this movie. It's like all horror movies made like post like nineteen ninety-eight or something. So oh. All right, so at this point, um, Ellie starts singing to Cassie and trying to woo her in. Bridget turns into a deadite. Mm -hmm. Ellie starts really tempting Cassie. Bridget spits uh, up. Go ahead. I really like the the peephole aspect, watching her. Oh, yeah, that that was some of the best camera work in the movie, which (laughs) I have on you. I really like that. There's a reason I really like that, and I don't know if you know what they were going for there, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm sure you Rangers and The Purge also did that with the ring camera or whatever. I'm sure they did. Yeah, it was also really good in that. So I like (laughs) that camera angle. 
So Bridget spits up shitty CGI bugs. More of the shitty CGI. Yeah, that was bad. CGI is so bad. It's, bad. It's, it's, it's never good. Like, practical effects are the way to go, man. Even bad practical effects, effects are better look better CGI. than CGI. Yeah, because then you, you can at least ex- respect that somebody took the time to create this. The process. It's right. The process. And, like, yeah. But, yeah, so we got city, shitty CGI bugs. Mom's trying to get in. And... Um, uh, the little girl who, Cassie, Cassie says to her, Mom, you don't look so good. And she goes, nothing a big old hug and kiss from you won't fix. And I, I like that. Yeah, this whole exchange is yeah, great. it's great. It's terrific. And then she goes, open up now. I <laughs> really like the way that she did that. And she does convince Ellie to, mm-hmm. or Cassie to let her in. She's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, she's also six, you know? So, you know, there's Okay, and you think any of your six-year-old kids would do that? Uh, I definitely wouldn't. I don't know, man. I don't know. If anyone would be, though, I would, I, my money would be on you to do some dumb shit. No, it would be the I really hated the peephole scene. I wanted to see the kills, and you don't really see what's going on. I love oh, the yeah. shot, but I think it's become overused in that whole scene once the kills start. I don't know, man. I disagree, JP. I, disagree. I really liked it. I disagree. Too. Ripping his throat out in the people, that was, I think, that kill might be better than what's <laughs> really good. That's a really good one. So at this point, uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Um, Bridget's on the seat, sink, eating glass. That's when she grabs a bat that works the cheese grater, which everybody loves. The cheese grater on the leg, which that was wicked. That, that that was pretty cool. That was uh, a lot of people really talked about that after it came after it came out. And uh, now now we see my favorite part, which was Ellie on the outside of the door. And it was the, a total shining. It was from the shining Jack Torrance scene. Yep, yep. Her movements were the exact totally. same. The smile was the same when when Jack was uh, locked in the pantry. Yeah, there's another big part that's an homage to the. Oh, I, that yeah. was yeah. obvious. We'll get I think. To that. I think that one's much well, more real, obvious, real, but this one... Real quick, before we go forward, though, mm-hmm. there's one thing that does... I love the people scenes myself, too, and I actually do like that we don't see every little thing we don't need to because you're seeing it from a different perspective. Um, but one thing that kind of bugs me, though, like this Deadite is now so powerful it can just rip people in half like nothing, but it, it can't, can't get, get through, through the door. door. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, too, because it, yeah. it pushes her into the elevator like... Like and this is one thing that bothered me. Of, that did bother me about the movie is what are the rules to the deadite? Mm. What are the rules? We don't know. I mean, the one broad gets blood on her, and then she turns into a deadite. But the other ones get blood on them, and they're okay. Let's I mean, see. is there rules to the deadite? Maybe well, they maybe, can't because the rules say I can't go through this closed door. Like, uh, like a vampire needs to be invited into your room, see. you know. But they didn't I, explain. I think it. she got turned into a deadite because she put the tattoo needle in her face first, which would get her blood and. DNA, whatnot. In but wouldn't the DNA needle, and stuff go through your nose and eyes? No, but when you get the needle to... The blood, the blood. Use the needle on right, no, I get a different that. person, you're going to cross-contaminate. But wouldn't you also, cross-contaminate when you dump in the first hundreds place. of gallons of blood into somebody's head? <laughs> whether there's an open wound or not. Yeah. Maybe like vampires, they have to be invited in. See, I just said that, yep. I think maybe that might... Or they need an open door. Yeah, I think so, too. See... But again, they didn't tell us that, unfortunately. If we need to know, 
like what the rules are for deadites and how it works. Maybe I'll just call Adam Marcus. Oh, he knows. He knows. <laughs> but even the, even the open door thing wouldn't work because if the door is unlocked, she still wouldn't be able to get in. She busted through as soon as the yeah, she, she, she did. She licked her. She licked her face. I think after the 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 the, 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 the tattoo needle. So. So where are we at? I'm losing my place. I'm losing my place. Uh, the Jack Torrance scene. Okay. Yes. And then this was, I think Ricky said earlier, he literally liked this kill too. The Staffney. Well, so Staffney, the little stick with the skull head on it, mm-hmm. gets shoved yeah. into um, Bridget's head, and she's dead again. Mm-hmm. That might also beat the eyeball. And this was another good line. Beth promises uh, Cassie everything's going to be okay, and she goes, you're going to be a great mom someday because you know how to lie to kids. That's my favorite kill, right? On. Okay. I think that's Michaela, but it says Deku blogs and animations. I have no idea what a Deku – Deku is a thing from Zelda. That's the only thing I know what a Deku is. But, okay, that was her favorite kill. And yes, I let my six, eight-year-olds, whatever the hell, watch horror movies. So I'm an irresponsible parent. <laughs> um, the cat gives uh, – gives, um, Ellie the way in by rattling around in the thing and lets her know, hey, I can go through this vent. Another way it can't be like vampires because if she can get through the air vent well, like that, that, That's why I said when JP said that, I said maybe they need, uh, I think he said it too, that they need to be an, an open door. And since it's closed, they can't get in. But is an air duct open? What's up? I said is an air duct even open? It's, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The air's going through that thing. It's open. And so I think it was okay. I don't know. You know, I don't think you want to think too much in this one. I think. Well, <laughs> what are the rules? We don't know. Okay, so the cat gives her the way in, and then we are on page number five. Look at that. <laughs> Bridget goes after Cassie, and Danny gets it. So yeah, she's she charges after Cassie. He moves her out of the way, becomes a hero for a second, and he gets stabbed. Um, Beth is oblivious. Uh, Beth is actually listening to the record because she's trying to find, hey, if that's what started this, there right. might be they something that might, could yeah. end this. Right. So she's oblivious to mom coming up behind her and then finally notices. Before that, I got Danny Burns Bridget after getting blood puked in his face. So, yeah, he used the aerosol can like we used to use as human torches back when well, not human torches, <laughs> but torches back in the day. I remember doing so Beth sees Ellie's reflection in the in, in the window. Screwdriver to her neck, I think it was to her neck. Yeah, right, like throat. Beth finds. I don't know what's going on here. Can't read my writing, guys. Danny starts to turn. Ellie attacks Beth. Ellie hears Beth's baby's heartbeat, and then this is when Ellie goes, "Hey, there's there's two people here. We get a, the two soul line." And then um, Ellie gets a, the scissors to her no, through her nose from Cassie. Yeah, no, that, was, it, that it, was the it one was that in the inside of her mouth through the the roof of her mouth. Yeah, it was disgusting, but still. <laughs> now this one is the one that gave the other one a run for me. Yeah, this, this does it count cool. as a kill? Yeah, she doesn't See, die, so it's not a kill. Yeah, but that's true. it's definitely violence. You're right. See, now I like this whole... But, but the eyeball technically didn't kill him either. It turned him into a deadite, so... I like this whole bit right here because we get a double callback to the very beginning when the little girl cuts the head of the baby doll off with those scissors mm-hmm. and then hides them. 
and then boom, and then we see the shot of the decapitated baby doll with the blood spatter on it, with the scissors just in the background, and it's I love that. Yeah. I love that part. I thought I thought it was pretty. I cool. thought that was really cool. So Beth and Cassie are tra- finally somebody decides they want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so they get the gun. Beth shoots Ellie's leg off. That looked cool. I'm sure that was CGI, but that looked pretty cool. Um, Deadite Mr. Fonda comes back, calls her a cut for stealing his gun. Yeah. Everyone's Deadites. Deadites everywhere. Everybody starts chanting Dead by Dawn. And then we go back to the Death Trap elevator that starts filling with blood. Deadites moving in through the top. And then we get the Shining elevator scene, yeah, which was the obvious homage to the Shining. Whereas the, uh, the, the 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 scene with, with, with Ellie at the door was, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. But everybody has seen, you know, because it's been in posters and everything so many times. The blood in the elevators. Yeah, and it was a little over the top, but it was cool because I'm a big fan of the Shining. Oh yeah, big fan. What upsets me about that scene is they they, they fall out of the elevator on what looks to be, like, the lobby floor, but yet they still try to go downstairs all the way to the basement, to the car garage, to get out when they could just walk out the front door and find somewhere to go. People <laughs> didn't think too much. Yeah, but like, like Donald said a couple comments back, you, you, you can't think too much in this one because if you do, you'll notice how poorly it was written. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, Evil Dead movies are not, you know... The, they're not, you're not, they're not supposed to be great movies. They're great, but they're not great because they're just, you know, Shakespearean writing, you know? True. No. Sure. Well, most horror films aren't. But most horror, most horror films aren't. Some, some can some get, are get a little fancy. Towards that realm. Sure. The Shining. The For, Shining would be one. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. One so, of the best directors of all time. Right. And best writers. Yeah. And if we, if we go by writing, the, his name's going to come up a bunch in, in horror f- films that are written, w- yeah. written well. Best writer was like the, possibly the best horror writer and one of the best overall, not just horror, but just directors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kubrick's amazing. Yeah, of course. So we, so Beth, Beth thinks, Cat, thinks Cassie's dead due to her, um, drowning on blood, but then she's not. And they get in the car to try to leave. And of course, the gate doesn't they work. Pothole. Before the pothole, though, they go to oh, ram yeah, the gate. Did. It won't open, and then they get no, caught. It did open. No, it, it, it went a bunch open. of times, and it, it turned green, and then they got stuck in the pothole as she went to go. Because okay. in a minute they go to That's run great. to the gate, but it's because it starts to close. Okay, all right. So they're stuck in the pothole. New giant deadite blob of everyone chases them. It's all of the yeah. people melted together somehow. Don't know how that happened. Yeah, it's some like amalgamation of everybody. All the dead people from the whole movie. Yeah, yeah all, all. <clears throat> they go and they run to try to slide through the gate. Beth makes it. Cassie doesn't. She's grabbed. And so look at that. So there's some wet on my notes. Look I at see that. It's all smudged. Oh, Jesus Christ. After that, they brought her back to the by the wood chipper, and mm-hmm. Beth breaks through the gate with the shotgun. With the to shotgun, and then she, she says the, the, the come get some line, which is an Ash line from one of the previous movies. Yeah. And then the final fight is on, and of course, Beth has the saw and the boomstick, mm-hmm. because you have to. Mm-hmm. They went Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I didn't know Ricky knew what Dragon Ball Z was. <laughs> he should. I've never watched it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no. Huh. Uh, all the, all right, so 
Conveniently, a conveniently placed wood chipper starts. They start sending the blob to its demise. Well, Fargo throwback. Yeah, Fargo. That's what I got from it too. I, I don't know if they really did that, but that's what I remember. Fargo. We're never gonna chipper. do that on this channel because it's not a horror movie. But I fucking love Fargo. Man. Fargo's good stuff, man. Also, might beat the eyeball. What's that? Also, might beat the eyeball. The the wood chipper. Yes. Not me. No, not a chance. No, I don't think not so. a chance. Awesome. So all that's left is Ellie's head. Yeah. This was cool. The finishing yeah. off of Ellie with the chainsaw going through the top of her head. And because we had to get that last hundred gallons of blood, you know. Oh yeah, because there were seventeen hundred of them. We were only at sixteen with the beginning of this. <laughs> you know, we had to, you know, we already. Well, they not we. They already spent the money on that extra hundred. They had to somehow. They make they make it out and we see Jessica oblivious to the Armageddon that's going. On. There's literally 700 yeah. gallons of blood, yeah. body parts everywhere. Yeah. And this broad talking on her phone doesn't notice anything. Goes to get in the car, and like Midsummer, which I've never seen, supposedly has deep meaning and great writing, and tries to be Shakespeare for, and ends up lost in itself. All, all of those type of horror movies that try to be too much, I don't really dig. That's a good movie though. What, Midsummer? Yeah. We'll have, we'll have to check that out. Yeah. All right, I think Chad wanted me to watch that. You should. So they make it out. Jessica's oblivious to what goes on, and then she gets affected, and then we're back at the beginning, yeah. and the movie's over. No, the end is the beginning is the end? The end is the beginning is the end. Okay. Which yeah, I, I didn't know that the first time I watched it. I don't know what? why. But I What's it? Those, I didn't put two and two together and realize that that was the the girl from the beginning when I first oh, really? watched it. Oh, I yeah. did. Right away. Well, he smokes lots of weed. Oh, he I know. know he shouldn't, but he does. Um, well, I knew that it would eventually have to come to those people from the beginning because it said, you know, and then the day before, early, yeah. Right? <laughs> so it had to. So they had to tie back that. into him. Yeah, otherwise it wouldn't make any fucking sense. So, the movie's over. So that's the end of the movie. And um, I guess and now we'll do your traditional five things. Before I get into my top fives, though, just a couple of quick comments. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it's not a top five or a bottom five thing, just a couple things. Yeah, go ahead. One, it, it just was so dependent, this whole film, just on this one little family. Yeah. And that's cool and all. But me, I never, ever, ever, even all the way to the end, thought the little girl was in any serious danger. And she should have been. Right. Okay. I never ever was worried that she was going to get killed, and you know how sensitive I am to little kids getting yeah. killed. After we did one of our earlier reviews, All Hallows Eve. Well, thank you, Donald. Yeah, All Hallows Eve. You know, you, kids were in jeopardy. Still not as good as Ryan, though. But I know I, I, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> he just seemed to have a lot of stuff going on this week, and I figured if we were going to get this done, this was the best way to yeah, do it. Yeah, had a long fucking week, man. He, for, <laughs> for once in his life, he had more free time than me this week. That's very rare that that happens. But this week, it just so happened to be that way. So, um, so I just, I never thought the little girl was in peril. I, re I really didn't, for whatever reason. Some other people might disagree with that, but I never did. And, and it would have been, not, it would have been better if they would have yeah. put her into more adversity. Even when she was dead, you knew she wasn't. Like you knew that like, she was gonna. Yeah, I mean, it, I knew. Yeah, I knew. Even I then. think they brought her back a little too quick after they got out the elevator. Right, right. You know, so there's that, and then um, and I gotta say too, um, actually, and this will this ties into actually my top five. So, what is he saying now? He, no, he's saying that you're good at what you do. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so actually, that that ties into my top five. Okay, these are the top five things I did like. 
about this movie. Okay. Number five is Nell Fisher as Cassie, the little girl. Okay. Uh, child acting is tough, especially in horror film where there's really not as much character development or, mm-hmm. you know, dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. I thought she did very well for, you know, I, you know, you're like the girl six. I think she was 10 when they shot this, but, <laughs> but still, uh, but yeah, that's number five. I think her character might've been six. Probably. Yeah. Uh, number four was the eyeball kill slash attack. If it wasn't really JP game. says, I was never fearful for the little girl. No. Not like I was when I first watched high tension. I don't know this movie, JP, but I'm going to have to check it out. Okay. We're going to have to put that on the list. But yeah, number four was the whole eyeball scene deal. Mm-hmm. That was number four. Number three is the baby doll head scissor shot. Yeah. It's the shot from yeah. the perspective of that baby doll from earlier. It's like a callback, the blood spatter, and then just the shot. Not necessarily the action, but just that shot was just perfect horror movie shot. Mm-hmm. Number two, and I didn't really get into this, but you did, uh, was Alyssa Sutherland as Ellie was terrific. I think she was. Absolutely terrific. She was She was really, really good. She, and she was decent in, in, in Vikings, too. Mm-hmm. You know, she was um, uh, Ragnar's second wife. Yeah. So she was, you know, bad guy. Uh, what do you... Antagonist? Antagonist. Antagonist, yes. So, yeah, that yeah, she was awesome in this, you know, and then I did kind of look at the cast, and most of them were not very seasoned. She was very seasoned actress, though. Right. A lot of credits. The other guy with a lot of credits, he had 80 credits, but 20 of them were Power Rangers. No, who cares? <laughs> no, but, it, yeah, it's just for her role, though, for what they expected out of her to go through, especially physically in this movie, too, it was very hard to make, I'm sure. You wouldn't want an inexperienced actress in this role. Okay. So especially someone a little Yeah, no, I did I did um I did like the fact that most of the people were new. That was kinda cool. And my number one favorite thing I did like about this movie were the shots through the peephole. Sorry, yeah. JP. Yep. But I fucking loved it. I thought it was Juan says, good. Hey, how are you? What's up, Juan? Juan <laughs> But yeah, the shots through the people I thought were absolutely terrific and I'm glad we didn't see every little bit of everything because I don't think we needed to. Because do you think we got enough blood as it was in this movie? <laughs> and you know what? I'm not usually a fan of the real gory movies, but the ones that are so over the top, I, I kind of like because because it, it's like it's comical to a point, mm-hmm. just like Basket Case. Yeah. The, you know, oh like, yeah. You know, just it's comical. So I'm getting my bottom five. Bottom five. Right. And my, then we'll grade it. My bottom five things I did not like about this movie, and this kind of ties into Eric here. Number five is how they tied the end to the beginning. I thought it was just too just random. Like he, you know, and even Eric's just like, I didn't even realize that was that girl. They sh- they could have done better with. It. Okay. Do you think they're gonna go back into another movie and kind of touch up on that a little bit more? No, because they're done. I don't think they are. Oh, so the, 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 the point. The, the the one girl's a deadite. The other two people that were there are dead. The deadite doesn't just leave and you know. Going somewhere else. That's not the way it works. No. So what was the we, point? Why not just start it with the getting pizza, earthquake, and... Don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> but again, that's you know why I didn't like the way they tied it together. Because <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, number four thing I did, did not like was the setting. I didn't care for the... And a lot of people had a problem with that not being in the cabin. and It's not necessarily that it wasn't the cabin. I didn't care for the apartment building slash what I, what, I, what I did like 
about the apartment deal is the way that they explained that the building was was a condemn. It was it was there was hardly any families living there, and they gave a good reason for it. Yeah, about about the setting. When horror, like, fr- Ricky says, when horror franchises say they're done, they are never done. All caps. That's true. <laughs> no, I don't. Th- I don't mean they're done. They're gonna make more Evil Dead. They're just not, not gonna make it with these story. characters. Right, right. Are you shocked? Like anybody with anybody in an apartment like that should just automatically have, you know, one of those fire escape windows. They, 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 they explained the fire escape deal and why they couldn't do it. I don't remember what it was, but they explained. I know, but I'm saying one that you hook on the windowsill. That you roll up and you have in your house for yourself. Oh, I know what I you're saying. Like about. everybody should have one of those in a situation like that. But yeah, but how long could it be? They were on like the 14th or 15th floor or something. You know, they were I don't know, but I feel like it would could have been an option. Yeah, so I thought they did a pretty good job explaining. Either that. way, I just didn't care for the setting. Right, my personal okay. taste. Uh, number three thing I did not like about this movie was Stephen McKeon's score. The music didn't do anything. For he was a music guy. He's, a, a music he's always guy. into the music. I didn't even really notice any of the music. That's besides. a bad thing. That's a bad JP thing. is a music guy. JP, how'd you feel about the music? If it doesn't stand, <laughs> if it doesn't stand out to you one way or the other, it's a bad thing. Your score should always, yeah, boost your film. You like feel watch, it. watch the Friday the Thirteenth films and just oh my god, the, the, Harry, the music is, so is a character. Good. Yeah, Harry. The music so good. is a character in the movies. And then when you get to ones that he didn't score, it's, it's so apparent, you know. But we're going to talk about that soon enough because I actually, you know, I've been watching through them with yeah. somebody recently, and we just fun fact. Sweet. I just found out that with no Harry score. I'll leave it at that. Yep. What'd you say, Eric? In fact, I just found out. This is a total side note. I just found out that Harry Manfredini and Harry Mancini are not the same person. <laughs> and removed from chat. No, <laughs> I really don't remember the music, so I would say it's not memorable. See, there you go. And there you go. And, and uh, again, J- JP is the, the basis yeah. for a Killer's Confession, so yeah. that's his job is music. So well, You got two music people that don't really remember the score. So that just right. goes to show you it's no fucking good. <laughs> and I just watched this thing this morning, and mm-hmm. I don't really remember. My, I do remember a couple of the cues, but just it didn't really, it didn't add anything to it. Right. And that's very important to me. Yeah. Uh, so we're on your number one? Number two. Number two. My number two least favorite thing about this film is Lily Sullivan as a final girl. I don't like her. Okay. I don't like her. I ain't have a problem with her. Yeah. I don't think she was the worst final girl. At all. She was no damn Jensen Daggett. That's, that's for goddamn sure. Speaking of part eight. Uh, <laughs> her being a, a, a final girl, it, it, like, is she even going to have this baby they made such a big deal about? We're never going to know. True. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that that you know, story is closed. That's, that's also, I hated, the, I hated the whole uh, groupie thing. I feel like that was overplayed throughout the whole movie, and mm-hmm. it was, I didn't like it. Joe Mama. Mm. Joe Mama says, year. I don't know. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I didn't care for her that much. They didn't really build her character up enough. She just is just one scene pissing on a fucking pregnancy test and then just shows up and they just flushed into this thing. It's like who the who are you? Maybe maybe um maybe Cassie was more the final girl. Mm, not really. Hey, that kid's gonna need some therapy. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care for her, and especially that, I'm not a groupie. That line, like, through the door was so yeah. cornball. That was almost, like, reminiscent of, it's just you and me now, Leslie. <laughs> Leslie Vernon. Right. But I did like her. Oh, yeah, she was a final girl. Very much. 
but just that one line was cheesy. This girl, I didn't like her as a final girl, and she had a super cheesy line, so it's just double blah. So that's my number two. Now we're on to my number one least favorite thing. My absolute least favorite thing about this movie. And this, this is going to take a minute. <laughs> so, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, okay. My number one least favorite thing about this film is there wasn't enough humor, and it felt like it was missing an ingredient from the Evil Dead recipe. What's it? The, the humor. The humor. There's none. But yeah. there, there really isn't in the first one either, though, and um, not in um, the the 2013 one. Uh, but I think that that is a very important part because that's what made two so much better than one. Of course. Which, if you haven't so, seen these movies, and I don't know, most of you probably have, but if you haven't, you could probably skip one because they redo one in two. Sort of, yeah. Oh, they totally start right know, at the beginning, and then scrap one like it never happened, and they they do it a little better, in my opinion. I, agree. I mean, one's cool to see just because what they were working with. See, but uh, you know, because they're working with nothing. I'm not the biggest Evil Dead like guy. I'm not. Yeah, I've seen them all uh, except the 2013 one. I've never seen. Never got around to it. It's the worst one, is it? In my opinion, I heard somebody tell me today it was the best one. Oh wow! But that was I, opinions, I've never seen, man. I've never seen it. Oh, of course. But out of the original... It's because it just didn't have the charm of the others. It doesn't. He's absolutely correct about that. Yeah. And a part of that was the dark comedy, like the the, the Bruce Campbell one-liners. Mm-hmm. You know, well, We got a little, a couple one-liners. It's not the same. Yeah. It's not. It didn't... It, it lacked that charm. Like you said, it just didn't have that pizzazz, man. Mm-hmm. That just... Ugh. No. It wasn't groovy. No, it wasn't at all. <laughs> it just yeah, it just fell flat to me in that regard, you know? And and having said that, like I didn't hate this movie. I didn't love this movie. I didn't dislike this movie. I didn't like this movie. So I, I we're here then. What grades? Yeah. Sounds like sounds final, like a C for me. For final me. final grade is an absolute straight C. All right. You're absolutely right. And that's Eric, I'm not. Hold on, what, before we do that, right there. You yeah, see no, it? I got it. It's yeah. right there in print. So, what, what, what did you grade the movie? Anybody I'm wants to give me your grades? JP's giving it an F. I know that. <laughs> so this today would have been the second time I watched it, and the replayability of the movie wasn't that bad. Most movies I don't like to watch again because I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. But it wasn't that bad. So because of that factor, and it wasn't terrible. Rather wasn't good either. I'll give it a C plus. C plus. Fair. All right, and this one's a tough grade for me to be honest with you because I really did enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. I will watch the movie again. Ricky gives it a B minus. Michaela gives it a C. Um, so we're all in the same like D plus for Donald. We're all in the same ballpark. His props for the skills, the kills. Yeah, the skills with the kills. F minus. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And see again, it's a tough grade for me because I, I really did like the movie. I will watch it again. Um, but it is a C. It is a C. That's Aaron about what it is. C+ Aaron, what's up, brother? Aaron's doing a run-in right at the end. Right at the end. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he gives it a C plus. And you know what? I'm going with that. That's what I'm going with. C plus because it's better than a C. It's not great, but I will watch it again, and I, I really had fun watching it. It's kind it's of It's a shut up and eat your popcorn movie. It's kind of wild, though, that we're all like in this, except for JP. Oh, oh no. JP, <laughs> since the moment this came yeah, out, he yeah. was online like, yeah. fuck this but, movie. But we're all like the <laughs> podcast members and guests yeah. where we're all in the same ballpark. This one. I was yeah, watching it, it was, with Chris, and it was um, okay. 
What did you say? You mentioned, I was watching it with Chris, and he was asking, is the cabin in the beginning supposed to be the cabin no. that no. Ash was in? She's just going. She, so. When she got infected, she just went to her friend's cabin, which happened to be in the woods, but no, it's not the original oh, no. cabin. Because there, there's um three Evil Dead books. This When I left the theater after watching this, I left mad. I never forget that. So I will continue to hate this movie. Yeah, I get it, dude. I get it. It's not for any, everybody. But um, again, there, like I said, there's, there's three Necronomicons. If you remember an Army of Darkness, which I think you said you'd never seen, when he goes to get, grab the, the, the thing, there's three different books. Mm-hmm. And um, this is one of them. The Evil Dead 2013 had a different book. And, of course, Ash's book. The OG. Which looks the best. That's how I felt leaving after Midsummer. Donald says, "Oh, wow. I got I got to watch this Midsummer. I, I I don't. I've heard so much about it. My buddy Danhausen, it's a big deal for him. You know, I love Danhausen, and he does the little the the, the 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 dresses up like the character from the movie. So, yeah, one I day I think it was good. Asia liked it. Asia liked it a lot. So, maybe what Midsummer it. or Evil Dead? Midsummer. Oh, okay. Well, that's near here nor there. And Asia, Asia is his super hot girlfriend that's way above his league, way out of his league. This guy, you know, if we could bring pictures and I post a picture of her, and you'd be like, this fucking motherfucker pulled it? I don't know. I don't outkick, know how it happened. Outkicking his coverage. You know? Outkicked his coverage like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and it's funny that JP put F minus, and usually that's like, you know, once it's an F, it's an F. But a minus. Is this the first movie to get an F minus? Well, not from us. No, we didn't give it a name. It's JP. But I will give a spoiler away. I won't say what the movie is. Oh, but, I know. But there is one. There's movie. one F that's there's, it's soon. Oh, there's there's a couple of oh, Fs. Oh, okay. But there's a there is one movie that we're eventually going to review that will be an F minus from me. There's one. I think I know it. One. I think I know it. And I grade on a curve. So once you, <laughs> there will only be one A plus, and there will only be one F minus. Oh. But there can be many A's, there can be many F's. Okay. But there is one film that we're, we're going to review that's an A+, and there's one that's an F-. Right on, right on. So, And people are like, Ryan's going to give an A+, to a movie? <laughs> one. There's one. Horror movies. Okay. Other, other movies. Yeah, other movies. Yeah. Many, I'm yeah. sure. So, that's our review of Evil Dead. We're doing this for about an hour. We're going to get out of here. Thank you all for coming on and commenting and being interactive. This is what we want to do with this thing. We want to grow this. We want to be able to come on here and talk with you guys, have you guys talk back with us, and we have a lot of fun doing this. And uh, I'll post what we're going to do for next week because I really don't know yet, and maybe Ryan has some ideas. I'm about to give him a ride home, and maybe he'll tell me something, and uh, we'll go from there. But, hey, guys, Eric, thanks for coming on. We're going to have him on more often. Eventually, we're going to add him to the the thing so he can add in videos and shit like that because he understands technology better than me. But um. He can be like the Fred Norris to our like Howard and Artie kind of thing. So January 15th, guys, the place where they shot The Shining, the Ohio State Reformatory, Incarceration Fest, my fucking friend JP is going to be playing there. Get some tickets. General Mission tickets are still available. He's going to be going on at like 1230, 1 o'clock. A Killer's Confession. If you don't know who they are, check them out on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, we know you know where they are. <laughs> nice picture up there. Yeah, they're up there somewhere. But, um, yeah, check it out. I'll be there. So um, I'm going to get out of here. But, hey, thanks, everybody, for being on, and we'll see you next week. There goes the neighborhood.